You're listening to the Clarity Digital Marketing Show with your host and author of The Clarity Project, Liam Thompson, helping you reach, influence, and attract more customers or clients online. Check us out online over at claritydigitalmarketing.com. Okay, guys, so how's it going? Welcome to episode 10 of the Clarity Digital Marketing Show. So 10 weeks in, can't believe it. Today we have Ian Brody on board. Ian, how are you doing? I am doing brilliant. So Ian works with consultants, coaches, and other professionals, and he helps them get more clients. Uh, He helps people be seen as authorities in the field, and Ian has been named as one of the top 50 global thought leaders in marketing and sales by Top Sales World Magazine. And uh, Ian, how are you doing today? I am doing very well. It's good to see you. You only live down the road from me, so it's weird to be on, a, on, a, on a, like an online connection. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it crazy the, uh, the, the, the sort of people that you end up meeting? And didn't we, didn't we first meet in San Diego? Something weird like that, despite living about a mile apart. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, traffic, traffic and conversions. So, yeah, let's let's get cracking because we're a bit pushed for time today. Radio. Anyway, Ian, so you did a lot of work on the idea of becoming seen as an authority and how to use that to get more clients mm-hmm. and basically help people charge higher fees. Can you tell us a wee bit about how you got started looking into that? Yeah, well, it, it kind of happened by accident. Or probably, to be honest, it probably happened because I'm really lazy. So um, really quick backstory. I've been a consultant since 1994. I had a, like a proper job beforehand, but um, I can't even remember that. But since 94, being a consultant, and in 2007, I set up my own business. So I'd worked for big firms, kind of flew around the world a bit, did lots of marketing and sales and strategy stuff for, for large corporates. But I wanted to do something with smaller businesses. I didn't want to travel so much either. Um, so I set up my own business. And I did all right early on, did very well. People were like referring business to me. But then I think this happens to many businesses you kind of, you run dry of, of, of the referral type stuff. And it began to get kind of like hard work. And I knew what I was doing because I knew how to do marketing, but it was a lot of work. And being really lazy, I was kind of looking around thinking, there must be some quicker way of doing this. And I came across the observation that I think lots of other people have come across before, that people who are seen as authorities in their field, as you know, leading experts, um, tend to have it easier in the clients tend to come to them. They're able to charge higher fees. They're, they're able to work on more interesting stuff. Um, so I thought, you know, that's what I want to do. That's the direction I want to go in. But the problem was all the stuff I was reading and seeing about becoming seen as an authority or a go-to expert, it all sounded even harder work than what I was doing at the time. It was all like, you know, you've got to write a book, you've got to do guest blog post, you've got to may do live video or whatever you're going to go on a, on podcast all that kind of stuff and it really seemed like a lot of hard work um and and so i started trying to dig into well there must be there must be some people who are doing it and, and getting there quicker than others and i ended up i ended up kind of looking historically i mean i don't mean like years and years ago but you know ancient history but i looked at people who i thought were really well-known authorities i interviewed a few of them um, and I kind of researched a few of them. And I guess a classic example would be one of my heroes, which is a guy called Bruce Henderson, who was the, the founder of the Boston Consulting Group. So Boston Consulting Group, one of the best known, probably the most prestigious strategy consulting firms in the world. And I looked at how he'd set up the firm and how they got to be and how he got to be seen as an authority. And it was really interesting because he, he founded the firm in 1963. Um, 
offshoot of a bank. Um, it started off with just him, an office, small office, and a telephone, a bit like most of us really when we, when we start off. And he was competing against people like McKinsey, who'd been around for nearly 50 years. They had all sorts of relationships, an alumni network, loads of clients they'd worked with. And he had nothing, um, but he had some really good ideas. He had some interesting and different ideas about business. So instead of, but instead of you know, spending a couple of years writing a book or begging the editors of magazines to let him write articles, he basically just wrote his ideas down and mailed them directly to his target clients. He used direct mail. Um, and you know, within 10 years, Boston Consulting Group were the most prestigious and probably the biggest strategy consulting firm in the US. It basically worked because he, he, he focused on having different ideas and then going directly to his ideal clients. And he really was, I guess, really efficient, very 80-20 in, uh, in that aspect. He didn't, didn't try and do hundreds of different things. Um, he didn't really write a book until decades later when he was already established as an authority. Um, and I thought, yeah, that sounds like it might well work. And you see that reflected today. There are a lot of people you see today who are well known. And the way they've done it is they've just had a different point of view. And often that's released as a lead magnet, as you and I, you and I would know it. And they've gone direct to their clients. I mean, they maybe haven't done it via direct mail, but they've used Facebook advertising. They use LinkedIn advertising. They've gone through Google and they've kind of cut out the middleman and gone direct to their ideal clients. And that's what I ended up doing. And that's what I ended, I've ended up working with clients doing as well to kind of really focus them on just have something that's different. Don't try and you know, do everything. Don't, don't repeat what other people are doing. Have something that's unique in you. And then don't mess about with middlemen. Get direct to your ideal clients. Great. That's, that's pretty cool. So lead magnet, just for anyone who doesn't know what it is, is something that you give in exchange for an email address. Usually it's a report or a PDF or something that helps someone solve a specific problem. Uh, it's a great way to get people on your email list. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the, one, the one difference I would say is if you are looking to be seen as an author, a lot of lead magnets are very short. It's one of the normal criteria for a good lead magnet is it's easy, easily consumable. Mm. So you'll get a lot that are kind of checklists or, you know, one page things. And that's great if you want to get someone's email address and give them a bit of instant value, you know, the 10 key things you've got to do to make great videos or whatever. Um, but it doesn't really position you as an expert. You know, that's not really diff. It's it, 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 so um, I would say for someone who really wants to position themselves as an expert, their lead magnet needs to have a bit more to it. It needs to have an idea in it that's different, that really shakes up the thinking of your potential client. You kind of want your clients to, or the people downloading it to go, oh crap, I hadn't thought of that. I'm, do you know, I'm doing it all wrong. Because if you're just giving people either what they've seen, and you, I'm sure you've seen this before, you, you'll go along to someone's website, they've got this really, you know, get more clients in five minutes. And you go, oh, right, that's really good. You download it. And it's the same old, same old you've read a hundred times before. And that, yeah, they've now got your email address and they'll send you some emails and try and win you over. But actually, they haven't positioned themselves at all as being an expert because they've done nothing different. So what you want to do is have something that really almost startles or surprises the people downloading it. So it's, a, it's like a lead magnet, but particularly if you want to be seen as an authority, you've got to do that little bit extra with it. So I was going to ask you, actually, what, what do you think is, is the keys or... What do you think you need to be seen as an authority on an expert in, in your field? Well, I think that's the first one. It is to have an idea or a concept or a point of view that's different. Usually that's related to how you do things. So when, I, when I've been working with clients recently on, on creating this point of view, by and large, 
it's been about their unique way of doing things. So I've got people who like work in finance, in branding, in marketing, in operations. And the reason they're successful with their clients is they do things a little bit differently. Um, and, but whether when, when they've marketed themselves in the past, it's been like, you know, come and work with me. I'm great. Um, you know, look at all these results I've got, look at all these testimonials. But the trouble is, you know, the, we're full of crowded markets these days. You know, no one is the only person offering marketing services to help people get more clients or reduce their costs or improve their finances or anything like that. Um, it's really crowded market. So nobody believes you when they say, you know, hey, I'm great. I'm better than everyone else. I can help you get clients. You need to give them some kind of evidence or, or something to hang on to as to why you might want to be different. Um, and that's where the point of view comes in. And it's your unique way of doing things, you know, your model of and how that's different to other people's. So people can look at it and go, all right, well, you know, I tried to do this in the past and it didn't work, but I can see how your way of doing things is different. So it might well work for me. So that's the first thing. Second thing is just going direct to your ideal clients. So finding a marketing method that reaches straight through to them. And we'll hit them. And as I said before, you know, nowadays that's stuff like LinkedIn ads, Facebook ads, Google AdWords. You can use direct mail if you want. But your core method for reaching people being going direct. And then the final one, of course, is follow-up. Nobody's going to see you as an authority based on one contact. You've got to keep working with them and keep following up, keep adding value, keep sending them stuff that builds your relationship with them. And that could be email marketing is usually the place to go. These days it could be a Facebook, it could be a Facebook messenger bot or something like that. As long as you're in regular contact with people and you're continuing to build the authority and, and deepen that. Just want to go back to your, your point before that about doing things that are a bit different and yeah. standing out a bit more. You got any examples that you can give us yeah, I mean, well, I obviously can't share the client stuff, but a um, couple of things. And um, I mean, one is if I just look at um, what, what I'm talking about at the minute, and I had to kind of do this whole exercise for myself about, you know, how do you become seen as an authority? So my model there, if you look at how most people talk about becoming seen as an authority, firstly, they, they assume everyone's an expert and they ignore the idea side. So they just say, okay, well, what you need to do is take your expertise and you need to go out and do presentations, you need to write a book, you need to appear and do guest articles, etc. And it's all about the tactics. Um, and if you look at that, firstly, that's a lot of work. As I said, I'm a bit lazy. But secondly, it doesn't really work all that well. Because if you look at a book, for example, and both you and I have written a book, and um, we're using a book to help bolster our authority. But if you look at the success of people who've written books, I mean, my, my background business strategy, I went under Amazon and search for business strategy on Amazon, and there are 64,000 books on business strategy. Now, I can promise you there aren't 64,000 people who are seen as authorities on business strategy. You know, maybe the top 100, maybe the top 1,000 are seen as authorities on business strategies, if you're being generous. That's less, that's less than 2% of the people who've written a book on business strategy. So writing the book alone isn't enough. It's what you put in the book. It's having a new idea. I mean, the guy I look, look up to in business strategy is Michael Porter. Um, it's, and the reason he's recognized as the world's number one authority in business strategy isn't because he wrote a book. It's because of the models and the ideas he had in the book. So he, had a, he was the first to talk about the value chain of businesses. He was the first to talk about the, the, you know, the three generic strategies of, of um, differentiation, low cost, and niching. He was the first to talk about the force, competitive forces on an industry. So it, it really, it's all about having different ideas. So Porter is a great example. Bruce Henderson's a great example if you look back in history or, or anything anyone's doing where they're just kind of twisting an idea. So um, uh, you might know um, Scott Oldford, um, yeah. who's the kind of guy I chat with every now and then. 
And Scott is, uh, does basically online marketing, lead generation type stuff. But he's taken the normal way people do things of, you know, send some traffic to a landing page, get them to sign up, and then send them a whole bunch of emails and said, actually, that's not really working very well nowadays because you're not adjusting your messages to how warm a lead is. So his methodology, which he calls SSF, slow lane, um, sidewalk, and fast lane, or sidewalk, slow lane, and fast lane, is where you categorize your prospects into three different groups. And the sidewalk folks, you just gently send stuff to and retarget. The slow lane folks, you focus on getting onto a webinar. And the only people you sell to are the people who are in the fast lane who've shown a lot of interest. So he's basically taken online marketing, but then kind of put his own spin on it and said, actually, there's, you've got to do it in a different way. And a lot of people will look at that and go, you know what? I've tried the basic online marketing stuff. I've really struggled with it. I like this idea of doing something different dependent on how, um, how strong and how warm my relationship with is with this prospect. I'm going to give that a go. Yeah, so we, we would call that, in, in what we do, we call that traffic temperature. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so if you've got, if you got a little more, and in a way, you know, I guess what he's doing is he's taken traffic temperature, but put his own spin on it, given it his own name, so it's the SSF methodology, um, and then elaborated on it. So instead of just, I do online marketing, um, he has a specific methodology that adjusts your messaging to the, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it sounds different. It is a bit different. Um, and it sets him apart from other people just offering the same as everyone else. You download his lead magnet and you go, oh, right, that's different. Okay. And lots of people downloading his lead magnet will be going, I've never heard this idea before. Okay, I get it. I, I get why the stuff I've tried before doesn't work now. I'm going to try your stuff. So obviously you've got your ideas that are different. So you, you know that they're going to resonate with your ideal clients and you've identified who your ideal clients are. You also know how to stand out from your competition. So once you have all that in place, how do you actually get these ideas in front of your ideal clients? How do you put them out there? First thing, as we've just said, is obviously, the, you know, the lead magnet is a really simple way of having something they can get value from and that begins to build a relationship where you can follow up with them. Um, the, the generic answer is go where your clients are, obviously. But I, my preference, if you can at all, is to use a direct method. So, you know, it, it's good to come on podcasts like this. It's good to do guest blog posts for other people, etc. But the trouble is you're kind of reliant on other people's audiences. And I'm a bit of a control freak. I want to kind of know if I do X, Y will happen. So I really like paid advertising for that reason. So whether, whether your audience is on Facebook, my audience tends to be more on LinkedIn. So I'm having huge success with LinkedIn advertising. Um, I've been for about the last year now. It's working really well. Um, or maybe it's Google AdWords, or maybe it's some kind of other display network. Um, but I, I would recommend going there. Or maybe you could even go back to basics and direct mail them. If you're in a market where actually you're not trying to build authority with 20,000 people, it's with 200, as Bruce Henderson was, um, of the leading corporations in America, you can direct mail them. You, can, you, know, you know where they are. You can send them something through the post. But I would, I would use a method that lets you, lets you go direct, basically. I, I guess what you've, you've covered with the, the first few points before in terms of resonating with your audience and in terms of standing out, I guess you could call that the... Uh, guess you could call that strategy and then once you're actually looking to get your message in front of people that that would really be the tactics and that would depend on on what's cool at the time 
and, and what's working for other people and where your marketplace is. And there's all sorts of different. Absolutely. Different I mean, I've always sort of avoided doing LinkedIn advertising because the costs were so high. But I think the cost of Facebook ads are creeping up and it probably means that other places are becoming more competitive. You are, that's, that's exactly what I found. I, I've been doing Facebook advertising for a good number of years now. And what I would do was about every three or four months, I would run the exact same ads on LinkedIn. And every time for years, the LinkedIn ads would be three, four, five times as expensive just because the, you know, the cost per click or the cost per impression is much, much higher on LinkedIn. The, the advantage of LinkedIn, if you're in a business to business market, is the targeting. So on Facebook, you're having to form a, like a correlation between pages people might like and interests they have, or you know, let Facebook make the correlation through an uploaded audience and then doing a lookalike. Um, but it's but with LinkedIn, you can you know, if your target like mine is you know, my my clients are consultants and coaches and people like that. I can just say people in the consulting industry, people in professional training and coaching, and and I get them, and I can pick the size of the business they're in, whether they're big or small, etc., and the geography, and it's super accurate. Whereas with Facebook, you kind of have to dance around with the targeting a little bit. Now, Facebook targeting is great in other areas. You know, if you're aiming for consumers and based on their interest in baseball or whatever it might be, and if you're in the US and it's household spend and things like that, brilliant. But for my type, type of market, LinkedIn works better. And exactly as you said, the cost of Facebook ads has been going up. And LinkedIn have been improving the, the, their, their advertising um, over the years, they're trying to make it a bit more Facebook-like. It's way off in terms of functionality of the platform, um, but there aren't that many people using it, which means um, the costs aren't rising as fast as Facebook. In fact, they're not rising at all. And, the, you know, they've now got pixels. You can now retarget people who visited your website. You can now upload a custom audience and retarget your own email subscriber list. Um, it's, it's nowhere near as, intelli as intelligent as Facebook, but it's kind of slowly getting there. I think LinkedIn is on the way up anyway. I mean, I, I, I got recommended this book a couple of, uh, a couple of months ago okay. called Social Selling Mastery by a guy called Jamie Shanks. Uh, it was recommended by, uh, by Marcus Murphy, a, a digital marketer. Okay. Because uh, he's, uh, he's huge into LinkedIn at the minute. Uh, so yeah, definitely LinkedIn is possibly overtaking Facebook for, for business to business stuff. But so let's, let's say you have your ads on LinkedIn and you're running ads to, I'm assuming you're running ads to landing pages. Yeah, you can do lead gen ads. You know, on Facebook, you can do the lead gen ads where the form pops up, etc. You can, you can now do that on LinkedIn. It's not as good as Facebook because you have to manually download the list of prospects. And from my testing, the, uh, the cost per, per lead is still is higher than just sending people to your website to an opt-in page. So that's what, that's what I do. Exactly. It's, I use the same funnel, basically, as I use on Facebook. Um, send them to, a, you know, to an opt-in page. They sign up. They get the offer of a free webinar afterwards, et cetera, et cetera, exactly as you would do um, anywhere. So this is, this is basically what you're using to build authority is landing page, get people onto webinar, and, and really trying to raise the temperature by following up. Exactly, exactly. It, it's almost like if, if you think of it, I guess you could call it a traditional online marketing funnel when done well, um, except the, the, the twist is I am very deliberately focusing on the different point of view, you know, unique, get, trying to get unique ideas into their head. So rather than just me selling stuff to them, um, they're, they're beginning to see me as a kind of leader in my field, as an, ex, and as, as an expert in my field. There's, a, there's an extra element to it. So, you know, this is not something, you know, if you're a, 
I don't know, if you're a retail business, for example, where you're selling someone else's products, it's not necessarily the route you would want to go down because you don't need to be seen as an expert. Or, you know, my, my accountant um, doesn't need to be seen as an expert, really, to do, certainly not to do, deal with my business because my business is really simple accountancy-wise. I'm not looking for an expert accountant. I'm looking for a, you know, a good value, decent one. But where you are in the sort of business where people are willing to pay a premium for expertise, um, it's a great way to go. I guess consulting is, is exactly that business. Consulting is exactly that business. Um, many of the online fields, I mean, if you look at the, the difference in pricing, you know, if, the, if, if you look at membership site prices, for example, um, or mastermind prices, you know, you can't get near Frank Kern for, for, unless you're paying thousands sort of thing, whereas other people are running their mastermind for a few hundred. Um, and it's all based on that positioning. And if you think of what people um, in those spaces do, a lot of it is idea driven. A lot of it is, here's a new way of looking at things. Here's a new idea. Um, you know, I really enjoyed watching Frank Kern's video series about what, how we, uh, essentially about native advertising and drilling down into how David Ogilvy did things. Um, and that was kind of, he, he, he tapped into history in order to present something new to the outside world um, that loads of people jumped on. He wasn't just saying, I've got a slightly better way of doing things. He was essentially saying, no, there's a different way of doing things. Cool, cool, cool. So last question, Ian. How do, how do, how do people get started fast on this stuff? Uh, the, the way to start fast is to do the thinking on um, how am I different? So uh, and not just how am I different, but what is my point of view? So if you write blog posts, whatever you do currently, you write blog posts, if you do video, if you do interviews, etc. Think, spend a couple of hours thinking about what is my, you know, what is my point of view? If I had to think of one idea or one concept that is useful and valuable to my clients, is fairly unique to me that other people aren't talking about, and that would be surprising and interesting to clients, you know, that would change their thinking, that they wouldn't go, oh, yeah, I agree with that. If, if your client hears your point of view and they go, oh, yeah, I agree with that, that makes sense, you've, you've got it wrong, because nobody buys something based on the emotion of, oh, yeah, that makes sense. People buy things if it's, oh, crap, I'm, I hadn't realized, I hadn't thought of that, I'm doing it all wrong, or, oh, my God, you're so right. So you want, if you, you've got to come up with something that, that valuable, unique, and triggers that reaction. If you've got that, then start infusing that into everything you're doing already. So, you know, start putting those ideas into a series of blog posts that you do, or in your next live video, talk about that idea that you've got, get feedback on it from some of your, some of your current clients and think about how you can use it. And once you've kind of um, polished it like that, then you can start turning it into your next lead magnet and building a funnel around it. But you can start using stuff like that straight away because people are interested in new ideas. People will reach out for them. That's cool, cool. Ian, do you know what? Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. Uh, where can people find a little bit more out about you? Well, I'm at, uh, at ianbrody.com and if you go to, to ianbrody.com forward slash authority, you can find out more about these ideas about and the methods behind how you can uh, you know, become seen as an authority in your field. Cool, cool, cool. Well, as I say, it's been a pleasure having you on board today. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been episode 10 of the Clarity Digital Marketing Show. Uh, by the way, you can still get my book, The Clarity Project, from Amazon.com. Uh, see you guys next week. Cheers. Cheers. 
You've been listening to the Clarity Digital Marketing Show with your host, Liam Thompson, helping your business reach, influence, and attract more customers or clients online. For exclusive show notes or to connect with us, head over to our website, claritydigitalmarketing.com. Until next time.